Hey, Russell, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, this weekend or this week? Damn it. Should we start over? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So, are we doing weekend or doing week? Week. I okay. got ahead of myself. It's, it's okay. It's Monday. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. MLK. I mean... What are you doing this fine MLK day? Are we recording right now? Are we doing no. this? <laughs> That's a bad joke. Okay, no more sidewalk conversations. Okay, three. Okay, Russell, what are you doing this week? Uh, probably like the rest of the country. I'm watching the inauguration. Um, pretty nervous. Yeah, I wish I had that day off of work, and I will just probably, you know, the luxury of working from home is you can just kind of keep the TV on and, and see what shit goes down, which is what happened last week. I don't know if I want to be watching TV when whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I wasn't on the 6th. I got a bunch of messages about it. I was able to, like, prepare myself before I saw any of the actual footage. Yes. Um, yeah. And got CNN on on um, refresh every few seconds at my workplace. <laughs> but, um, yeah, didn't have you been doing any reading lately to kind of distract yourself from this? I have actually. Um, I have been reading a really great book from about 16 years ago. Okay. Uh, from, okay. From my, from, from my favorite uh, Christian pop punk band, Relying K. Oh, I have not a name I've heard in a while. Uh, 2004 was a it was a memorable year. That was you know I was probably a junior in high school. Definitely um, a lot of the girls like Relying K, which. Um, you know, when you're when you're at a Christian school growing up, middle school, high school, um, those Christian bands, they, you know, got the Newsboys, who I did not <laughs> listen to, got DC Talk, who I did not listen to, but I do remember Reliant K because they weren't super Christian. You know, they weren't talking about Jesus. Oh, yeah. They were talking about, I think they mentioned faith and joy and etc. <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely a hidden vegetables Christian band. Yes, like, that they, is they a were perfect the, phrase for it. They were they were the peas and the mashed potatoes. Um, uh, they uh, did you ever hear this song? It's not very Ingrates. hidden. <laughs> it's not. You're right. I uh, I've not heard the song. I've heard. Um, let's see what I've heard. The ones the ones that always have the stereotypical early two thousands music video where they're playing to like an empty warehouse or hangar full of teens that are just like they're kind of moshing but not full-on moshing because that would be ungodly um I, so i think you just <laughs> described every music video from an entire so. genre for like a 10-year period definitely I'm, I'm thinking some some 41 some simple plan some blink one a2 and you know then you've got reliant k so I, I think i think if you remember reliant k you remember who i am hates who i've been Yes, heard or that one. Or my escape. Yes. Or like the best thing. Uh, but they have this song called Mid Rings, and it is applicable to to the book I'm reading because the title of the book that I read uh, comes from the last line of that song, which is the complex infrastructure known as the female mind. All right. Not really sure how that's the best way to end a song about mood rings, but um, here we go. It's actually really great because at the end of that song, he says that line, he, he being Matt Thiessen, the lead singer, says okay. that line, and then he immediately goes, wow, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you could just start a song like that if it's, if it's going to be a song about like women and emotions and relationships and you're playing to your core demographic which are like evangelical teenage girls then you know that's i feel like that's it's <laughs> it, yeah I, I would agree with you um so what so made like, you decide to get a 16 year old book so a 16 what, what made me 16. decide <laughs> a 16 year old book what made you decide to get a 16 year old that's where i thought you were going with this uh no 
I I don't know. I've been uh, a fan of Reliant K probably for about 12 years now. I, I did not grow up in a Christian school with you. As you know, I grew up Mormon. Um, oh, yeah. Did they have any sort of like acceptable music or was it just like, no, like you listen to praise music or <laughs> the tabernacle choir? Exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was definitely like, I wouldn't say there was specific Mormon music that I listened to, um, but a lot of a lot of praise music, a lot of uh, contemporary Christian music, mm-hmm. and just you know, the 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 kinder, gentler pop music. Yeah, you got like some was... Michael W. Smith, some Stephen Curtis Chapman, <laughs> so, some uh, some Carmen for sure. Some Carmen, yeah. name I have not heard in a long time, and um, whoever is list- listening, you got to look some of this stuff up just to get like the feel of it if you have no idea what we're talking about um it's a whole nother world out there i listen to a lot of dc talk which which is a christian rap group and uh toby mack from dc talk discovered reliant k you know how he discovered Uh, them did you like just you know (laughs) he very marco polo-esque he saw him in the horizon and he goes there that's reliant k I can no, make money uh, off that. I can make money off of that. Uh, he, uh, so Matt Hoops, uh, who is one of the members of Reliant K, okay. was date was dating a girl, and that girl's dad was worked in the band with D- DC Talk, and he slipped Toby Mac the demo. Ooh. And Toby Mac was like, "These guys are good. I can exploit them," and right. signed him to his label, Goatee Records. Um, and if I recall correctly, they're from Ohio. Reliant K, yeah, they're from Ohio. I think the Matts, Matt Thiessen and Matt Hoops, they both live in Nashville now. Okay. But uh, Brad Pittman, uh, Brian Pittman, sorry, Brian <laughs> Pittman uh, is living in Canton, Ohio, where he runs a landscaping business. Well, good for him. I guess that's uh, why we haven't heard any new albums from Reliant K. You got two guys in quarantine in in tennessee and and a guy you know just being successful and running a concrete business they they did just re-release one of their albums on vinyl so if you will oh. if which uh which is a cash grab i was gonna say i was yeah. just going to mention i don't know how many times we're going to use the phrase cash grab in this uh in this recording because i feel like as we talk about this book a little more um you'll know why we keep saying cash grab uh, this book is, spoiler alert, a cash grab. <laughs> um, I discovered Reliant K uh, from Pandora. Uh, I am unapologetically a fan of the group Bowling for Soup. I was listening to Bowling for Soup. Uh, Switchfoot popped up uh, as a, yeah, hey, you might like these guys. And I did not thumbs down that song. And the very next song was Reliant K. Oh, okay. Um, and I did not know they were Christian probably for like four years. Oh God. That's I mean, how that's, hidden that's, vegetables that's they like are. That's like the perfect level where you're like, oh, they could be, they've got some good messages, but oh, they're like playing mainstream concerts and I heard their songs, you know, at the mall. So it's, that's like that sweet spot where you want to be where your target teenage audience is like, they think you're cool enough to like listen to you in public and not just be embarrassed around their friends i i would agree i think uh reliant k is designed to be a band that kids like and parents are okay with yeah okay um, they'd go to a concert with them oh for sure they'd be the chaperone absolutely um this book the complex infrastructure is a fantastic dating guide, essentially. Well, more so, more than that, it's it's about like really stereotyping what kind of girl you are. Mm-hmm. Um, unabashedly, they are all about stereotypes. So it's going to tell me what kind of girl I am. Well, it's going to let you figure out what kind of girl you are. Oh, you know, like the the normal way, like through life experiences and growing and touching up. Yourself, no. Um, <laughs> That's no. another book for another time. <laughs> this is this is about like 
how you present yourself to the world. Okay. And right. and, and kind of like how boys see you. Uh, I mean, if I was a 13, I'm, I keep using 13 because that's just that like magical age, kind of like between middle school and high school. But yeah, definitely no teenage girls critical about how they look or how people perceive them or anything. So <laughs> this is this is pretty groundbreaking. This is definitely groundbreaking. Um, they, they definitely aren't telling you what you are. Okay. Um, they don't even have a quiz. Well, they have a quiz, but they don't have a quiz to figure out what type of girl you are. Okay. Um, it's more like they just make some generalizations about a type of person, and then they give you some clues to see if you might be that kind of person. Okay. So like, if you did this and like this, you're like the cheerleader or a very right, like, generic stereotype. If you are a girl who likes to wear a basketball jersey, then you're an athlete. And um, if you are a lesbian, then you're an athlete or a poet. <laughs> uh, probably a poet. I mean, I think a lot of lesbians are poets. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate to say that in the Reliant K book, there um, everyone is heterosexual. I think that kind of reminds me of like what was it the the president of Iran? It's like no one is homosexual. Everyone oh. here, hundred percent heterosexual. So it's the same thing in this book. Absolutely, I think um, everybody is heterosexual. Everybody's white. Um, if you look at the drawings for all of the women, they're all white, except maybe the poet might be Asian. But the rest of them are definitely lily white. Most of them are blonde. Um, all the good ones are blonde for sure. Oh, that's uh... <laughs> the airhead is is of very course, blonde. Of course, um, the girlfriend is blonde. If you're gonna be a girlfriend, you gotta be blonde. And so, when you say girlfriend, <laughs> not like a a girlfriend in general, but like there's a there's a type called the girlfriend there is a type called the girlfriend and it the, the girlfriend type is the girl who all of her interests are just whatever boy she's dating whatever he's into that's what she's into uh, yeah i don't uh, know like this book written by i don't even know how old these guys were at the time you know 2004 what maybe early mid, early mid 20s yeah early, early 20s mid 20s okay yeah so yeah I... um, so, so, so yeah it's four well there's actually five guys who wrote the, wrote the book we'll talk about that in a second but it's four guys in their 20s and what they know about girls and they're going to tell a bunch of 13 year old girls what they know about girls and they're in a christian pop punk band <laughs> they're in the christian rock, pop from ohio band. just kind of all <laughs> kind of button-up shirt wearing white guys <laughs> oh, we're in for a trip we're in for a magical adventure um so i mentioned there was a fifth guy who wrote the book okay the fifth reliant k member no 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 uh this is a guy named mark nicholas okay um, should i know that name <laughs> only if you've read another christian book <laughs> I can't say that I have. Well, does the Bible count? Let's well, let's a, uh... a, a specific Christian book called "The Rules: Ten to Live By," um, which I'm going to tell you. I think less than a thousand uh, people have read this book. So There's he has not... he has a book called Ten Rules to Live By." Is it supposed to be the commandments? Is he that would that would make way more sense because that's already no, written down in another book. It's it's not ten to live ten rules to live by. It is the rules tend to live by okay um i think your way sounds better but was probably taken <laughs> um so they actually talk about mark nicholas in the reliant k book uh they won't let you know who he is kind of uh, i mean i'm sure some eagle-eyed teenage girl would be like wait it says that mark nicholas also wrote this with the reliant k who is this mysterious man <laughs> so you're like we want to find out who he is um, so in the introduction, Roland K is talking about how, uh, 
because yeah, the entire band wrote this book. It's from their perspective. <laughs> <laughs> so Roland K is talking about how their manager Jeff called him up and said that Thomas Nelson, this big Christian book publisher, wants to publish a book written by Roland K about girls. This never and, this conversation never happened. This conversation 100 percent never happened. The conversation was the record label going, Roland K, you will write this book. <laughs> We want you um, to make some money for us. Right. And uh, Reliant K was hesitant about writing a book because they'd never done that before. That and makes that, sense. If I, yeah, I would do the same. That's where Mark comes in. And that's literally what it says in the book. That's where Mark comes in. The editor at Thomas Nelson suggested a guy who she thought would be able to help us out Unlike us, he had written a book before. So we had our manager, Jeff, meet with him and he reported back that he seemed like a decent enough guy. This is an outright lie. <laughs> this never happened. Mark Nicholas worked for Goatee Records. He wrote the book, uh, The Rules, a year prior. And he was a uh, record producer who produced albums for dc talk you don't say i feel like i've just been tricked like they didn't bring in you know they just had this guy lined up he was itching to release another book unfortunately his name is very tiny on the author credits so having having uh looked through the rules um i am convinced that mark nicholas wrote this book um that uh, we are supposed to think of him as a fifth member of Reliant K, but I think what we're really supposed to do is think of him as Reliant K. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the parts that are written by uh, the band are at the end where they specifically name members of bands who are like band of every girl type. Uh, a member of the band will, will talk about a girl that they knew that fit that type. Oh. Um, and None of those guys are ever Matt Thiessen, the lead singer of the band. It's always the rest of the band. I mean, I can respect that. He probably thought more a little bit about this. He maybe read Mark's other book and was like, you know what? Um, you can put Reliant K, just don't put my name. Um, this is, this is, if we're correct, if I'm correct, and this was a cash grab by the record label and they made them do this, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, Goatee Records would have done this to Reliant K because in 2001, Reliant K had a clothing line okay. uh, set up with Abercrombie and Fitch. What the hell? It never got released because Christian fans boycotted it. Uh, the band reportedly never had any say in whether, whether or not they were gonna do an AF deal. Goatee Records was just like, no. You guys are going to do this. <laughs> so no clothing line back to obscurity that I feel like that would have been like career changing because at least you could be in that band with Abercrombie and Fitch connections, which oh, oh yeah. back then that was huge. I remember everyone was wearing that. Um, it was a scary store to go into the mall. It was dark. Um none of the clothes fit me anyway so I'm you know I'm not bitter at all but you know it sounds like you know they didn't really stand up to their ideals and beliefs it was the record company telling them what to do so that's that's kind of sad it is sad I think that if they would have had the AF deal when mm -hmm, the album dropped uh who I am hates who I've been might have you know been a bigger hit honestly yeah, yeah. um they had crossover appeal. They just, they didn't have enough recognition, you know? Yeah. And now they're just, I don't even know if the average person would know who they are, but here we are talking about their book. And um, you want to start as far as kind of what these girl types we, you know, we, we get kind of a privilege to, to get Reliant K's opinion on as far as how they feel about these, these quote, like, Girl, they call them girl types girl types definitely i there there are 12 girl types um i don't know if we're going to talk about all of them 
Yeah, I preferred uh, not to, you know, I think it was hard enough getting through the book. Because... I will tell you, I, I think all you need to know about the rock chick is that she likes music. But it's, and it's obviously her whole identity. It's her whole identity. Definitely. She's the, the black eyeliner wearing, ruby lipstick wearing. Oh, uh, yeah. We all knew one of those. Faux nose, nose piercing girl. <laughs> um, who is into some obscure emo bands. And of course, Reliant K. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> I mean, you could, they're definitely obscure. I don't, I mean, yeah. Um, is there anything, I, I think, I think, is there anything else you want to know about the rock shake? You want to, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I, that was the one that I would identify with the one that's like, I'm too cool okay. to be here, but I'm not going to break any rules and I'm not going to do any drugs and I'm not going to do anything that is, you know, specifically against the rules, but I'm going to kind of like, kind of test the waters and, you know, I didn't even wear makeup, but it was more just like the cool people always try way too hard to show that they don't give a shit about anything um something uh that we that i thought was interesting was uh absolutely nothing about this character <laughs> this i think the rock chick no offense because i know that was you <laughs> but i think that the rock chick is the biggest poser oh yeah yeah um because oh. i mean despite all of her like edgy rebellion she still goes to church and has a duct tape covered bible these are these are specific quotes from this book oh, oh absolutely yes um i also feel like she's the one that's probably the one that's like has maybe the worst grades and is the one that's like kind of barely getting by because um if you don't mind i'm gonna quickly run off the 12 um absolutely so great. we have the athlete who as russell mentioned is is a lesbian because 100%. that's that's per reliant k that is that is not us that's what they say um <laughs> we've got the rock chick which we just talked about a little bit we've got the diva the homecoming queen the mathlete the overachiever the poet first chair um as in music nerd the drama queen the airhead the girlfriend and vanilla pudding so all these people are are very very ambitious very driven um with maybe the exception of the rock chick who just wants to listen to emo music Oof. um definitely the athlete and the poet are uh together they they meet under the bleachers um and make out listening to lilith fair have you been writing fan fiction about this book already? <laughs> I have. Um, you can you can find me on the interwebs <laughs> as Reliant K Fanster. All right. But only only girl types. <laughs> only girl types. <laughs> um, so if I was a girl, what type do you think I would be? Ah, uh, well. I don't want to say vanilla pudding, but Ooh. that is the one that the, the gentleman from Reliant K, you know, it's not, it's not a tribute to a particular member, but they say that um, vanilla pudding is the most normal, um, which I think. So should I take that as a compliment? Well, I mean, it was the one that they said this girl is as close to a boy as they come. So they just think like. <laughs> Oh, she's okay. cool. We don't ever witness her wild mood swings or face the wrath of her temper. Like, I, I will say nowadays, like, if if I were to be called something now, um, it would probably be vanilla pudding. But then again, that whole connotation of the word vanilla is also kind of throwing me off um, in Reliant K book. I really feel like, um, yeah, vanilla pudding is definitely not chocolate pudding. Vanilla pudding <laughs> is white. Yes. Um, Thank you for I, clearing I, that up. <laughs> I, I will say we do have to uh, 
attach a link to the picture of vanilla pudding the illustration because all yes. the girls are illustrated but vanilla pudding looks like uh something out of a horror film um, yeah i don't even know how like to describe this on like acid. this you know what this describes me of if you've ever watched you know old school simpsons and there's a there's an episode where homer thinks he sees an alien um i'm not going to spoil it but this girl looks like the way the alien was portrayed just like absolutely it's like black like gaping holes for eyes um no no discernible nose and just this like gaping mouth it it looks kind of like those little spirit guys i want to say it was in um like spirited away or something that are just like just have bowling ball holes for a face and that is that is vanilla pudding with some weird kind of like trippy flowers all around her all around her for no reason i don't understand that at all yeah um they definitely um and by they i mean mark nicholas definitely <laughs> uh likes to nag vanilla pudding because she's as sweet as she sounds and just as interesting and fascinating uh just it's the perfect compliment to nearly every meal handy and never troublesome yeah um, because that's how, that's how you want to be described as never troublesome yeah um some of the stuff that they write, you know, they they stress all the time that this this character type is like normal and even keel and laid back, and um, it's just like it's just so stereotypical that it's like she's not naggy or whining or just wanting to hang out with you without your friends. Um, it's like li li literally everybody likes vanilla pudding, even Bill Cosby. Likes yeah. vanilla pudding. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. The uh, the name, the Bill Crosby name drop in the first paragraph is not that ages well. so well, doesn't it? Yeah, I, that's the the quote verbatim is Bill Cosby likes vanilla pudding, and so do little kids. The so like, do little Whoa. kids just makes it even creepier. It does because I. I don't know. I think my mind goes all different ways with this book. I'm like, so little kids like her, does that mean she'd be a good mom? Because that's, you want to marry someone? I don't, I don't know. I I'm, mean, I'm overthinking this, this terrible book. Definitely. If this was a book that was written for boys, which they do say boys are supposed to read this book too. But if a boy is reading this book, they would be looking at this book as like a manual on like what wife to buy. Like, yeah i mean i guess yeah if you're a if you're a christian school kid and the girlfriend is a good one to buy and vanilla pudding is a good one to buy um you probably don't want to have an athlete though yeah which is weird because it's like the girlfriend type is the one that that is described as like clingy and codependent and needy um you know and i think i as i we mentioned before, um, I know I mentioned it to you that when this book was written, some of the specifics are just so on the nose about how this girl type would react in a certain scenario that I'm like, I'm pretty sure these are all based on a person oh, yeah. or a collection of people they've known in real life and just threw together, you know, all their, all their observations, which mm -hmm. is, is interesting because surprisingly this this book also goes into boy types they're not guy types they're not man types they have boy types that they they also now describe um but there's only two of them there are only there are only two types of guys um boys boys yes this, this uh, book this book still uses um yes boy and girl now, um, the first type of boy is smoking a cigar. <laughs> so I don't know how old he's actually supposed to be. Yeah, this is one that that I think I should put another, I should put a picture along with the villain of Vanilla Pudding one because it's <laughs> just like, he does look like a guy who's like working at a tow truck front desk and does not care about your impounded car and how you have to pay hundreds of dollars to get out. He, he looks he, like he would who he would be played by Jack Black. Yeah, he'd you know the audience would warm up to him, but oh, yeah. the the way he's portrayed in this, I would not 
want to see Jack Black stuck in that role because oh no 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 it's just it's the whole thing is literally just um he's lazy and his mom gets him out of bed and he is just gross and doesn't have any personal hygiene and and yada 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 oh and he always thinks about one thing is that jesus no he only thinks about sex ah it's it's pretty much the only time that our uh, reliant k boys talk about sex in this book and it's to let you know that the ape is always thinking about sex yeah, I'm sure they're not talking about themselves at all. Um, I will admit that I have been the ape, uh, for sure. Uh, the section uh, contest of stupidity, otherwise known as the dare, that hits home with me because I once snorted an entire ramen seasoning packet. <laughs> what flavor was it? Chicken. Oh, of course. Oh, man. At least it wasn't spicy. No. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I've eaten those packets plain. I've never been, you know, been that ballsy to snort one. It, it wasn't that bad. And after I had uh, accomplished it and received my $50 as payment, because I was a ramen prostitute, um, about two weeks later, the same guy offered me $100 to do a teaspoon of cayenne. <laughs> snort it or that, eat it? Snort it, snort it. Okay. And that was the worst decision of my life. Oh my God, that's a whole. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've definitely been the ape. Okay. Um, yeah, in my younger days. It it does date this book a bit because they basically just say that um, all the guys from Jackass are apes and that these guys are just doing stupid stuff. And it's like, well, who doesn't at you know a certain age, whether you're a guy or a girl. The other boy type is Mister Wonderful. So does he not yeah. ever think about sex? Well, it's complicated. No, Mr. Wonderful never thinks about sex. He's the guy that's thinking about Jesus and thinking about other people. Um, and he actually has a very specific physical description. Oh, really? Mr. Wonderful has dark brown, black, or blonde hair with brown or blue eyes. We're sorry to all the redheaded guys with green eyes out there, but you don't seem to fit the description of Mr. Wonderful. So Rupert Grant is not Mr. Wonderful. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> Donald Gleason, not Mr. Wonderful. Oh, man. Ed Sheeran, <laughs> no. Mr. Wonderful is usually 5'8 or taller. So I don't think Ed Sheeran's 5'8. Maybe he is. I don't know. We're not going to look that up. Uh, he is somewhat muscular and has the perfect tan or color of skin. What do you think is the perfect color he of skin? He has the perfect color of skin. Oh, but he does have to have dark brown, black, or blonde eyes, and he has to have brown or blue eyes. Okay. All right. And he has to be 5'8 or taller. Um, <laughs> he has a nice smile and straight white teeth. Well, you know what? Some of us don't have dental insurance, so you know what? <laughs> He, he does not have any acne. He may have a few well-placed freckles, but he's not a ginger. <laughs> um, he dresses this guy sharply. sounds awful. <laughs> who, when you what? think Mr. Wonderful, who do you think of? Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I, don't know about the, I don't know he about the height, but um, he does love his country. Um. What about uh, uh, Don Draper, uh, John Hamm? John Hamm might legitimately be a Mr. Wonderful. I would, I would go with that. Um, I've actually never watched Mad Men, um, but I did like him in the uh, Black Mirror episode he was in. So. Oh, he, how about uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? He's so dreamy as a cult leader. Yeah, he's yeah, he can be my cult leader anytime, beard or no beard. <laughs> Beard or no beard, I'll be your beard. Um, <laughs> I'm the poet. Um, anywho, I'm the poet. Yeah, uh, too many in jokes with this book. So, but there is a spoiler alert because apparently, even Rupert Grant 
can be Mr. Wonderful. So if he dies here. No, I don't think he has to because, see, guys can be the ape or Mr. Wonderful at the same time. All guys are the same, and guys can go back and forth from being an ape and Mr. Wonderful. So I'm guessing that means when Ms. when Rupert Grant is Mr. Wonderful, his hair literally changes color. So does that mean the girl, like then they could just have two girl types. One's like super bitch and one's like vanilla pudding, <laughs> which is chill. Like, I don't know if you've seen Gone Girl, but there is a, there's a very notable part where she talks about being the cool girl. And that's what their vanilla pudding is, is the one that's just like one of the guys. Oh, yeah. So thanks for Lion K. You made me feel a lot better about myself. Which girl type is... A manic pixie dream girl. Um, I'd probably say the rock chick or the poet. Okay. Because I mean, the rock chick would definitely like some of the music on the Garden State soundtrack. <laughs> so vanilla pudding cannot be a manic dream, a pixie dream girl. Vanilla pudding is a girl you end up with. It's the very girl next door. After you've had your run in with the manic pixie dream girl. After you've um not sowed your oats because you're a good christian <laughs> after you had if um, you have a, a good soak a good soak <laughs> oh god <laughs> um if you don't know listener what soaking is this is a good opportunity to utilize a resource known as google I was gonna say Urban Dictionary, but um, Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary is a is a good one. Um, but Google Images, Google Images will give you some good oh results. No. <laughs> You're leading people astray. Uh, but so, yes, okay, no, we've we've got all guys. So we've got twelve types of girls. Yes, and then kind of the wrap up in the in the last girl section was like but girls are complex and they're not all like this and then the boy types there's two and they're just like yeah we suck sometimes but we can be cool sometimes too yes because really really there's only one type of guy there's not two types of guy there's one type of there's just a guy yeah and that guy could be cool or he could suck and it really kind of depends on you like and you're not giving guys a chance if you think that they're apes all the time. Oh, how that's enlightening. Um, have you known any like apes in your life? Um, that you feel like if you would have given them a chance, maybe they could have been Mr. Wonderful? It just makes me think of like, I feel like I'm dropping so many pop culture references, but like, um, Chris Pratt's character in Parks and Rec before he lost weight and got all super Jesus. Um, Chris Pratt is the ultimate ape to Mr. Wonderful transition. You are right. Totally. Oh my gosh. He, this is, I didn't even think about that before opening my mouth. It's like he went, yeah, now he's like what married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter and he got all (laughs) fit and he, he um, dumped Anna Ferris's ass. He's a raging, raging conservative. Wow. I never thought about that. Thanks, Ryan K, for telling me the perfect man. <laughs> he is. So so we, we have it right there. Chris Pratt is every guy. Oh, every, no. Every, every guy has a potential to be Andy Dwyer or fucking Star-Lord. Oh, man. I can see someone latching onto that and doing a cast grab on our behalf. <laughs> um, he pledges allegiance and he gets high. <laughs> Does it really say that? No. Damn it. I was gonna. I was like, these guys are cool. Oh man. I, I do know it says it loves. He loves. Uh, Mister Wonderful loves his church in his country. Um. He does. He definitely does. So, do you want to talk about the relationships? Yeah, so that was interesting in this book because aside from all the boy types and girl types, um, they then started talking about the relationships that girls have with each other, just as friends, just as friends. (laughs) Uh, Nothing 
funny going on around here. Um, and it's it's really stupid. It's just it has, you know, I know you like your quizzes. I know you're a BuzzFeed fan. But oh, yeah. um, the quiz in, in this book is literally just like, list the girls you spend time with list the girls who you talk on the phone oh, huh. list yep. the girls who you who you ride to school with and then they're <laughs> basically like, it's just like list the girls those are your friends yeah i, I didn't realize <laughs> i couldn't figure out my friends without the help of this book <laughs> literally um, it's like list your friends those are your friends right it's, yeah which girl has seen you cry and i'm like no one they, they they actually do want you to make 10 different lists of of girls that uh, do different things with I'm you. I'm surprised they would think that that I would have that many friends, but that's that's good of them. But um, I, I, in fact, found the boy, boy plus girl relationships section um, pretty entertaining. Oh, it's the best. Because... Of course, you have to have a funny little name for every type of relationship. So, you know, you have your celebrity crush. Um, I don't know who your celebrity guy crush was when you were in high school. I know a couple of my friends uh, really liked Elijah Wood when the uh, Lord of the Rings movies came out because that's just the way we were. Um, definitely I'm, I'm... looking for the, the guy who's maybe not quite 5'8", but is perpetually in his 20s. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, rat out my wife here. Okay. Margaret's celebrity crush was Alex Rodriguez. That's um, that's the second person I know who is been a Rod, and I don't. I'm just not a sports person. But a a Rod cannot be Mr. Wonderful though. He has green eyes. I was gonna say I know he has distinctive eyes, but yeah, he he has green eyes, or maybe he has blue eyes. Either way, I guess if he has blue eyes. He could be Mr. Wonderful. It doesn't really matter. Margaret would know. She knows his birthday. And she used to have a jersey that said Mrs. Rodriguez on the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. And and this uh, book actually talks like one, two, over like basically almost four pages about how a celebrity crush works with girls and which is is odd because I wouldn't consider that a boy girl relationship. It's just like a weird fantasy, but the, the other relationships I think will probably hit closer to home, especially if there were guys reading this book, because they're definitely like the ones where it's like the study buddy, the outfielder who's like an acquaintance. And they, they start talking in that, that talk about like just being friends or what if we dated and then we get to what they call the backup. Ooh, the backup. So, um, I full disclosure: this is this is a hundred percent fact. When I I bought this paperback book on uh, online, and the only writing in this book, aside from my own, was next to the backup, and it just says "Ha, Dennis." <laughs> so, Dennis, if you're out there, man. You were you were the backup, which is even apparently you, worse than the outfielder. <laughs> I don't think that there's ever been a Dennis who wasn't a backup. That's true. De- Dennis is a backup name. Ooh. I mean, he De- Dennis is not your starter at all. No. He's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think that in, in all of these uh, these types of uh, girl-guy relationships that they define, um, it is really important for Reliant K that, that the girl define their relationship to those guys. Because she wouldn't want to lead, lead them on. Yeah, so and like, I'd, be, I'd be curious for guys reading this to be like, oh, I hope a girl will tell me that, which they probably never will. I mean, isn't it terrible advice to tell 13-year-old girls to go tell 13-year-old boys, just so you know you're my backup? Yeah. Don't actually call them this. But, um, yeah, uh, definitely one of the longest books I've, I've quote, read. Um, did not fully read it because I don't need someone telling me um, how I'm supposed to be. Cause I'm a, 
I'm not the girlfriend archetype. I'm going to be combative and bitchy. <laughs> You're like the opposite of the, of the girlfriend archetype. You're like, no, you will like the things I like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the girlfriend never watches episodes of a Netflix show without her boyfriend. So you know what you have to do? And this is this is my my girl type. Uh, you make a different profile and watch it so it doesn't look like you've watched it on the other account. That That's is... my life hack for today. It's pretty evil. <laughs> I love that culturally we have this shared experience that like the most sacred part of our relationship <laughs> is whether or not you watch an episode of a I mean, show. It's, it's basically cheating on the other person. <laughs> like, come on. You can't do that. I think Margaret would rather actually have me have sex with somebody else than like <laughs> binge watch the new episodes of like like when Shit's Creek season six came out. If I would have watched like those episodes without her, she would have divorced me. Oh, it's great <laughs> you have such a strong relationship. <laughs> We're hanging but, um... on by a thread here. No. <laughs> Oh, God, don't say that in the middle of this where I have to have a serious talk later. No, that was a joke. It's oh, good. Every, everybody, Margaret and I are great. Sarcasm is sometimes I... hard, to help, hard to tell on a, on a Zoom meetings and podcasts. Everyone in the podcast world, all four of you, m- my wife and I have been married for 10 years, and we are everyone's ideal relationship. I think Reliant K should write a relationship book and the archetype that everybody should aspire to is Russell and Margaret. Yeah. And I would, you you guys would be like the goofus and gallant. Well, no, no. Okay, let me think about this. You're the gallant relationship. I'm the goofus relationship. And it would have these little drawings of like what not to do. And it's like Marissa cheats on her date by watching netflix without them <laughs> russell gets orders takeout uh, food and doesn't get enough for both people have you done that uh no it's you're, usually you're like, it's usually i'll be like yeah that's enough food and then i'll look at it afterwards and be like that wasn't enough food but okay uh i i have made the mistake of ordering food before getting high I thought you're supposed to do that. I thought you're supposed That's to That's what like, everybody says. That's what everybody says. It. But see, then I, I order the food and it gets here and it's never enough. I know you got some real problems going on right now. <laughs> Support your local restaurant industry. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else about this book you want to Oh, the conclusion. We do we do have to talk about how the could conclusion. You al- how could you almost forget the conclusion? This the conclusion is only about maybe it's less than 10 pages long and is probably the only part of the book that mentions overtly anything about like God or Jesus. And basically, you know, you never, I've never read a relationship book that then starts talking about Jesus was innocent and blameless, but in the end was brutally beaten and killed on our behalves for our failures and flaws. Um, Yeah. Never heard anything like that. I am. And and I think the rest of the book is pretty on brand for Reliant K. It's that hidden vegetables thing. Mm -hmm. Like they they make some like subtle references to like, Oh, she's a leader in her church. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you noted though. I think I think you're right on the nose uh, when you said off recording that uh, this last this conclusion was added by Thomas Nelson, the publisher. It has to have been. They had to have been like, you guys don't talk about God. Yeah. Um, especially because when the book started, as you noted, when they started writing the book, there were four members of the band, and in the picture they used for the conclusion, there are only, only three members. Three. Because Pittman left, the bassist left the band oh, to start man. a landscaping business. How is the band going to survive without a bassist? <laughs> they got another bassist, believe it or not. I guess there are a lot of people who want to be bassists in Christian punk bands. Oh, yeah, they just really, really have vinyl. So they on top of the world right now. 
I I guess. I mean, look for Reliant K twenty twenty one to make a big comeback. I'm hoping so. I need some I need some light in my life after everything going on. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about this book. Do you? Uh, I I would recommend this book to all the thirteen year olds out there, though. Um, like boy types really, and girl types. I would I would recommend this book to boys that are thirteen, thirteen to fifteen years old. Uh, if you're a girl who's thirteen to fifteen years old and you're listening to this podcast, do not read this book. But if you're a boy, read this book. If you're a thirteen year old girl listening to this podcast, I applaud you. Um, but also don't look up to me as some sort of mentor or, um, role model, please. Um, read books though. Reading books is good. Um, probably don't read this book, read some, some classics. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this was an interesting look into the one and only foray into book writing. I use that term really loosely by Reliant K, um, with the mysterious Mark Nicholas, um yeah i mean you think reliant k will ever write another book no <laughs> i, I would love to see something from like matt Thiessen or math matt hoops so two of the i guess the more prominent guys in the band like They're actually do, like, the only guys left in the band i would love for them to do like a tell-all of like here's some stuff that went down in the christian music industry um or here's some stuff that went down at, at concerts or on tours i i would love to see that I think Matt Hoops might write that. I, I could see him. Like, Matt Hoops, if you're listening, we want to hear your take on the Christian music industry. We want to know what you think about Toby Mac and Goatee Records. Mm-hmm. Um, so come on the podcast. <laughs> I would I would love that. I, you know, everyone's stuck indoors nowadays, so why not? We know you make guitar pedals. We care about you, Matt. So. <laughs> Matt Thiessen, if you're there. Are you there, Matt? It's me. God. <laughs> it's you, God. Uh, Matt Thiessen and Marissa look alike. Uh, I don't think yes. we mentioned that. Yes. Uh, Matt, Matt Thiessen is definitely your doppelganger. Oh, why? <laughs> um, that being said, Matt Thiessen, you're a good looking girl. Yeah, we'll end on that. <laughs>